going on. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us today. We have a great episode all about money and your relationship. Yeah. And we welcome Adam Cole, who is a couples financial counselor who helps couples make sure that the money conversation doesn't get in the way, leaving them with more peace, love, and best part, cash. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And definitely during these trying times, it's an important tool to be able to communicate about money with your partner. And we've definitely covered this similarly in past episodes, but today... You can never get enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's super important and particularly uh, focusing on how to deal with the uncertainty, what kind of strategic uh, decisions we should be making financially. Sarah and I talk about, you know, our story, there's a chance my surf camps won't open up again the rest of this year. So a lot of uncertainty there that we know people out there, you guys are dealing with as well. So Adam gives us some great tools to navigate that and some strategic things to actually do with our finances. We also wanted to mention that Adam helped us with the Love Under Quarantine series that we released a couple weeks ago. So we just want to give another shout out to him uh, and thank him for his participation in that series. It's helping a lot of people. And if you haven't checked it out, uh, you can do so idpodcast.com slash love under quarantine. It's it's on our homepage. And he also did a um, another talk in there as well. So if you're loving his financial advice that he's giving us, he's got more in there as well. And on his website, he has tons of great resources. So as always, we appreciate you guys for listening and for sharing this podcast with friends and family, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hey, Adam. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Today, we're going to talk about a big one, and that is your relationship and money. And this seems to be a big topic. It's often talked about as money being one of the leading causes for divorce. So let's jump in and talk about why money in relationships is so important and how couples can benefit from talking about it. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Chase. And um, really money affects every area of our lives, right? And our relationships as well. So you think about how often we're spending money, whether it's rent, credit card bills, groceries, uh, at least in the old days going out to eat, maybe not as much now. Mm -hmm. uh, It touches everything. And and as you said, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's one of the top causes of fighting and divorce and relationship stress. Uh, And the third thing, which you often don't hear about in these conversations, some people are like, well, I'm going to help you stop fighting about money, right? That's kind of the goal of their article or their YouTube video. 
for me, yes, that's a goal with my clients. But really, what I'm committed to is that through talking about money and having healthy communication around this topic, it will actually strengthen your partnership, strengthen the quality of your relationship. Yeah, it's about opening that dialogue because there's a lot tied into money. There's a lot of emotion. Yes. We, and if you're just not even talking about it other than arguing about it usually, <clears throat> it, then obviously that's not going to be a good thing. So can you talk a little bit about maybe getting in touch with our own personal relationship to money so that we can understand it and then share it with our partner? Yeah, Chase is one of my favorite topics. And it's the very first part of my process with everybody I work with is to dive into what I call your money and relationship story. And this is really just the sum total of the experiences you've had with money, how you've interpreted those experiences and felt about them, maybe what you saw from your family, how money's been handled in past relationships or in the current relationship you're in up till now. And these things play a massive role, right? There's cultural impacts, there's things based on gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, and there's all these norms and they all kind of feed into our brain. Now, we may accept or reject some of these norms or stereotypes, right? Uh, in, but even if you reject a norm or stereotype, it's still incredibly valuable to look into it because like you said, most of us kind of just go, we're not really aware of it. And when you're not aware of it, you can't change anything. But when you become aware of what's going on in the background, what's there in your mind or in your subconscious, then you actually have a chance to say, okay, I like this one. I'm going to keep it. Right. And then my clients are like, oh, I can't believe I've been doing that because of this experience I had in the past. Right. I mean, I had a client who, when she was about 10 years old, her parents got divorced and there was such animosity that they could not be in the same room. So, my poor client, I mean, at the time, of course, she's much older now, but as a 10-year-old had to take the bills from her mom, walk out to the driveway, get in the car with her father, hand him the bills. And then he would basically mutter and yell about why they're spending so much and then write her a check angrily and she'd have to go back and give that to her mother. right? And while this is a particularly dramatic example... I think it's no surprise to anybody that money became an obstacle for her in both of her marriages. Right? And so there was a lot of work for us to do to unpack that. And in fact, with her, her anxiety about money and feeling like she needs to always hold on to it and can't take any risks was stopping her from pursuing the business of her dreams. And through our work together, she was able to go and work on that creative business endeavor and that made her a much happier person. So I'm curious because when when you said you started working with her and she was able to make that change to start that business, could you share with us some of those practices that she started to implement in her life to make that change toward money? Yeah. You know, this is very much an art form, right? Rather than a science, <laughs> as much as there is a growing body of research on things like financial psychology. Um, and shout out to the Financial Therapy Association. They're a great group <laughs> of people. Uh, so the first step is always awareness, right? And that's why we do that activity around your money and relationship story. Uh, and it's important to start asking those questions of yourself and, and thinking about it. And once you have the awareness, then you can start to identify the thoughts when they come up. Uh, in this case, because I got to work with her directly as a coach, I would inquire, okay, so what's stopping you from this? And she kept coming back to... Well, I just that I don't think that can make me enough money to live. So we went and checked the facts, right? Well, number one, is that true? 
can this make you enough money to live? Or how much money do you think this business could actually make you? Secondly, how much money could you make in other ventures? You know, she was a home uh, landlord. And so she had revenue already coming in that covered most of her bills. Right? And then the third thing was just taking steps, just being in action, right? Continuing to forge forward. Because these narratives that we've internalized, they don't disappear overnight, right? It don't expect that of yourself if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, wow, Adam, thank you. Like I just realized this part of my money story. It's not going to disappear overnight, but to have some support, to have a mindfulness practice on your own, to have a coach or a therapist or a friend who you work with and support each other so that when you get caught up by this, that person can call you in and say, hang on, I think your money anxiety is getting in the way again, right? And then you can stop, acknowledge it, take a breath and say, okay, let me refocus on what is it I actually want here. Right. If I could just wave a magic wand and get rid of that anxiety, not that we stop worrying about our finances, like we still, of course, need to pay our bills, but it's to try and make that decision from a place of thoughtfulness, from a place of intentionality, from a place of awareness. And that's what so much of my work is about, both from the emotional side of money and also the strategic and practical side, understanding your current finances so you can make those thoughtful decisions. What would you say to someone who has a history of bad money conversations with their partner or they just haven't really had that conversation yet? How can they start to have better conversations or introduce it for the first time? Yeah. First thing I would say is you're so not alone. Um, while it's unfortunate that financial stress is one of the top cause of fighting and divorce, it nevertheless is that way currently. Now, of course, people like me, I'm out to change that, right? Uh, but you're not alone if this is a difficult conversation with you. And you just think about it. Given how much money impacts our lives and our families and our careers and our relationships, and you have all of your own baggage about money, take that and put it together with another human being who has all their own baggage about money and try and find common ground. It's a very difficult task, right? And so it makes sense if you're having a hard time so I want you to know that that's okay. Um, but the biggest piece of getting that conversation started is to cultivate that awareness. You know, And I know we've mentioned that before, but it's really worth mentioning. I mean, the number one mistake that I see is couples want to work on their money stuff and they go straight to the numbers. But could you imagine if you've never had a healthy money conversation with your significant other and the first thing you start talking about is whether we should... Uh, get rid of direct TV for streaming services or whether we should buy organic fruits and vegetables or not. There's so much in there and there's no foundation of trust and healthy dialogue that you're likely to end up having a really tense conversation. So there's really three main steps I recommend for people to get the conversation started. And I actually have a guide I put together with more details. So I'm happy to share that with your audience. But step one is to reflect on your own how you feel about money, how it's been impacting you that you, for example, haven't had healthy dialogue, you know, or maybe that you're carrying around more debt or you are paying a lot of interest. Think about how it's affected you, how you feel about it, and think about why it's worth having this dialogue with your partner, right? Like, what is it that I see as possible for us in our relationship? Maybe there's peace of mind, maybe more intimacy, maybe we can have more adventure in our life, right? So getting clear on that side, that's kind of the introspective side. Um, Part two is to see how you can cultivate empathy for your partner. Because the reality is the habits that they have around money or the things they're doing that drive you nuts, they're not doing them on purpose to make you nuts. 
they're just reacting to their own history and baggage with money and doing what they think is best. And oftentimes they don't even really know why. This is so that's why it's important to do the awareness work. But while you can't necessarily get into their head without talking to them, you know, start to think about well, what's their background been with money, right? Based on their identities, their family history, et cetera. And that will help you start to cultivate empathy, right? Each person really has unique history and we truly all have money baggage. And then the third step is just making that request, uh, asking, hey, you know, taking what you learned in the first two steps and being like, hey, you know what? I really love you. Like, I am so excited for the life we're building. And I want to make sure that it's the best possible life. And part of that is getting together around our finances and making sure we're rocking it. And I've been a little stressed lately. And, you know, I wish I would have spoken up sooner. But, you know, when's a good time for you to talk about it? Right. And just make sure so it's clear to them this is an important thing and we're going to discuss it but also give them the space to choose a time that works for them and find something mutually beneficial so that you both can be present. Now, more than ever, it seems to be important to be having Mm -hmm. these discussions because we're talking here under the current situation of COVID-19 and talk about a lot of financial insecurity. I mean, people are out of jobs or they're furloughed or we're just waiting, you know, even to bring it personally, like Sarah and I with the podcast, our our supporters and sponsorship almost immediately cut in half with ad budgets going down. And then mm. my my surf camp here in Costa Rica, the borders are closed. So I'm not complaining, but I'm just sharing that to to let people know, you know, we're we're just feeling these effects we feel for for everyone out there. And uh, it seems like this is more important than ever. So what can we be doing in the sense of thinking about these things specifically during these uncertain times? And, And maybe specifically, what should we be doing financially, like with our money or, or just navigating this area? Yeah, I mean, so true. And uh, of course, sorry to hear about the podcast sponsorships. And, and you're right. I think people all around the world are f- often feeling effects similar to this. And it's really hurting all kinds of families out there. It's disproportionately impacting communities of color. Uh, women business owners are being hurt even more than male business owners. So uh, unfortunately, COVID-19 is exacerbating a lot of the inequities that we've already seen, whether it's in the U.S. or abroad. Um, And while I or a particular conversation that you're having with your significant other, it may not necessarily change the entire course of how the whole world operates. There are things that you can do to get on top of it on your end. And I always say, you know, the only only thing worse than stressing or struggling about money is stressing or struggling about money alone without your partner, without your best friend. Uh, So with that in mind, I think this is, if you haven't already started having these conversations, this is really the best time to do so. Um, And, you know, I recommend starting with something like talking about your money history because it's a little bit less confrontational, can get the conversation started in a gentler way. You're more just sharing. Um, So from the emotional side, you know, just getting connected And all of the good practices and relationships, double down on those. First being taking care of yourself, right? Giving yourself rest as much as your life can allow for. Practicing your mindfulness 
physical activity so that you're in as good of spirits as possible and can have healthy conversations. And then just practicing things like compassion, understanding, and grace with yourself and your partner, whether they went on an online splurge, you know, like this whole situation is impacting all of us in brand new ways because we've never seen anything like it. So on the emotional side, just bringing that patience, that compassion is especially important now. Um, And then on the strategic side of things, it's really valuable to create just a stripped down spending plan with the basic essentials. So things like rent or mortgage, food, healthcare costs, your insurances, things like that, and really limiting or eliminating the unnecessary expenses. And depending on your situation and how much you have in savings, you can maybe add some of those things back, but start with that kind of minimum stripped down spending plan and take a look at what your income is right now. Make sure you're aware of what your savings, how much you have in savings, what kind of debt you have. Try and get yourself that whole picture. And from there, you'll be able to make more thoughtful decisions. Um, and I had a fascinating call with a client a few couple weeks ago. And uh, this client's been a lot of fun to work with. Uh, they actually... When I started working with them, I took a look at their income and I said, seems like you're each being underpaid for your jobs. And they were like, yeah, you know, we, we know that. We just haven't really done anything about it. So fast forward a couple of months and one of them got a promotion and they both got raises, which in total boosted their household income by over 20%. Wow. Uh, so that was fantastic. Yeah, I was really proud of them. Yeah. Uh, and fast forward to now and when they went ahead and made this kind of thinned out spending plan, right? The stripped down spending plan. They realized, and the wife said to me, oh my God, I had a mind blown. I just realized we could live on my husband's salary alone. And I would, I could even not work. I could be a stay-at-home parent if I wanted. Right. And I'm not, I don't think she's going to make that switch. I think she loves her work and she's good at it. But through creating that plan and really taking a look at what was most important to her, and to them as a couple and as a family, they realized there were a lot more options than they thought. So with that, without minimizing any of the struggles and stripes of people across the country, across the world, there are some opportunities now. And especially in a period of such uncertainty, this is as good a time as any. You're not going to be able to control all of the variables. But if you take a few of these steps, then you can really create that much more peace of mind and help yourself sleep better and, of course, have a stronger relationship. Strategically, how would you, I mean, a big part of this situation is the uncertainty, and that's creating personal anxiety, but financial anxiety, because there's just so much uncertainty of like when things will get going again, the economy, like when Costa Rica will open their borders, or even if when they open their borders, will people travel? And so we've been kind of playing this, and we've We've done like a, a worst case scenario, like, okay, my camps don't operate until December or maybe even further than that. But mm-hmm. strategically, as a financial advisor, like, what would you be telling us? Like, uh, reduce spending, obviously, as much as we can. Are there any other things I, I'm missing or that we could be thinking about? Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. 
Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show. Relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along. But we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit, but what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark My Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Yeah, so... When it comes to reducing spending, I mean, I'll give you a few ideas, right? Um, and of course, each individual, each couple, each family has their own unique situation. But uh, one thing is looking at specific line items, like specific things on your spending plan or on your budget that you're like, I don't know if I really need to spend that right now. So, okay, we all know we can cut those. A second tip is looking at things that you are spending money on or have to spend money on. For example, groceries. Uh, but seeing if there might be ways that you can cut down on those expenses, whether that's like buying in bulk or on a sale, um, you know, and I recognize that it's not always easy. A lot of people don't feel comfortable or safe to go to grocery stores and that's fine. But just because something is a fixed expense doesn't mean like as in you have to have that expense, you may still be able to lower that expense. Um, and a great example here is with car insurance. If you're somebody who used to drive, let's say to work and drive around a fair bit, and now you're working from home, uh, a lot of car insurance companies are offering a refund of premiums because there are fewer accidents, right? So they're not having to pay out as much. But you can call them and ask for a low mileage discount. And I know of a number of people who've done something like this and it's saving $20, $30, $40 a month because they called up and just made this request, right? So there's little things like that or any other bills, you know, things like utilities. You can always call the utility company and see if they'll give you a bit of a break. Uh, If you have a landlord, you could call them and see if they're willing to work with you on the cost of the rent, especially if things are tight. You know, make sure that you 
don't just take any offer. Sometimes it may not be good to, oh, like they'll just let me wait and pay the rent in a couple of months because that may be, all of a sudden you're going to have a huge bill three times what you're used to coming due. That may not be the best choice, but it's always worth it to call and see. Uh, you never know. In fact, I just, uh, I signed up for a website where you can make sales pages for your products. And I have a course where I teach other financial coaches like myself how to be more effective with couples and at resolving conflicts and communication. And it's $49 a month for my package. And they set my package back up and I said, Hey, it's a tough time. Is there anything you can do? And they said, Okay, we'll waive your fee for June. So you got charged today, but you won't get charged again till July. And I say, okay, $49 saved is $49 saved. Yeah. Um, so why not, right? Um, and the last thing is to the extent you can see about other ways to generate additional money, um, whether that is maybe stuff you could sell or even uh, different jobs you could pick up. Um, of course, your safety is paramount. And so you know, take that into consideration. But a lot of people have different side skills and side hustles. And so even though like for me, my primary work is around coaching and counseling couples with their finances. Uh, like I also offer this program for financial coaches and things like that help me bring in some additional income. Of course, there are people out there that are stressing about the lack of money coming in, but I'm sure there are also people that are struggling with not spending money. So like having almost like that struggle with going on Amazon and just ordering because you have nothing else to do or you're, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's how you process stress with money is shopping makes you feel good. So mm-hmm. what advice would you give those people besides just stop doing it? Cause I know sometimes it's you know not that easy, <laughs> but is there, is there another way to, you know, reach out to them and say, I don't know, maybe save up all the money and buy something big in a couple months or I don't know. Yeah, it's a terrific question. And, you know, there's no one size fits all solution, uh, but I'll throw out there a couple of ideas. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, you could see what fits and try it on. Uh, One idea would be inside of your spending plan or budget, uh, give yourself an item for just going on Amazon and buying whatever, right? Like, Making that okay, right? But maybe you just have a certain limit based on like, okay, I'll, I'm going to give myself up to $100 to spend and you can go spend that without guilt, right? Like on the personal note, when I started tracking my spending, uh, I was able to revisit my childhood and go out and buy some baseball cards, which before that, I always looked at them as a frivolous purchase. Uh, and I felt kind of like almost embarrassed to buy them because you know you pay 10 bucks for a pack, you're usually not going to get 10 bucks worth of cards out of it. That's the way the hobby works. Uh, so unless you get lucky. But when I had that extra budget for personal items and I saw how it fit in with my overall financial goals, then I was free to go and do something that I got a kick out of, you know, a little bit of nostalgia, um, which is a good segue to the second point, which is try and do some of the things I've been talking about, which is like understand your current financial situation and think about your overall goals because that will help you figure out what steps you want to be taking on a month-to-month and even a day-to-day basis. See, without having that bigger picture, then it just becomes, well, there's a lot of uncertainty right now and I'm feeling a little anxious about money, so I shouldn't spend. And it's like, but you can't stop me. I want to spend. And then, well, fine, I'm going to do it anyway. And then, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Why did you spend? And you end up in this whole guilt and shame spiral, right? And 
that's not healthy for anybody. So to take that step back and understand what's your vision for your financial future, how you want to get there, which is, of course, a lot of the work that I do with my clients. And then from there, it can do two things. Number one, if you have a really clear why you're taking the financial actions that you are, then you can weigh the spending on Amazon versus those goals, right? And it often gives you something to kind of hold on to. Like, right, actually, what I really want is to be able to move to Costa Rica next year. And this is going to impact that. So I'm going to hold up and not do that spending because I have something else that is more important to me than I'm going for. And secondly is, like I said, then if you know where you're going, then you can build that in. You know, if you know that blowing off steam for you by going on a little bit of a shopping rampage is makes a difference for your mental health, as long as it fits in with your finances. I'm not this kind of prescriptive financial coach who's like, you need to spend the least possible money and like, you know, be eating ramen. That's not my style. My job is to help you thrive in your relationship and in your finances. And that means having a fulfilling life, whatever that means to you, right? And so we want to look at the whole picture, understand your values, understand your current situation, and then we can figure out a plan that actually lights you up. One of the things we skimmed over when we were talking about coming up with a spending plan was like deciding what is non-essential or essential. And yeah. obviously, you laughing over there. <laughs> that's going to be <laughs> an issue of contention between sure. couples. Of like, obviously, you know, even food. Food is essential, but like, do you need to get the artisanal cheese that's twice as much as the regular cheese? Like, especially now, right. but anytime. So, how can we have those kind of conversations? Yeah. Um, you know, the again, the key here is to really build that secure foundation and learn the kinds of tools and skills I teach in my content and my coaching to help you have healthy money dialogues, right? Which in a lot of cases are similar to having healthy conversations about any topic in a relationship. But because money is such a funky topic in our society and so taboo, we have such a weird relationship with it. Uh, so starting with that foundation and then just a lot of listening. Right, a lot of asking questions. Um, so it's not that the artisanal cheese is good or bad, right? It's and, and look, I deal with the same kind of question, right? I mean, I'm vegan, but I still have my cheese, and it's like the Miyoko's that's ten dollars, or the Follow Your Heart that's like four fifty, right? And the debate there is like like you were saying, Sarah, it's very subjective. And when there's something that's subjective and it involves you and your significant other, listening. Asking, understanding where they're coming from. Well, you know, so tell me about like, what are your, like, what are your preferences with cheese? Tell me about like, why this artisanal cheese, you know, okay, here's our spending plan and our, and where we're headed. Um, how can we fit in the cheese, right? Maybe what's something else where we could decrease our spending to make room for that cheese. If it's something that really brings us joy. Um, and some things, some of my clients and a lot of couples like to do is to have, some shared money uh, and also some separate money where it's like, look, I could go spend this on whatever I want. We're not going to bother each other about it. No asking mm -hmm. questions because for some people that item does really represent something to them. That artisanal cheese may mean luxury and self-love and self-care. And so it can be worth, you know, the $12 to you, but it's just a matter of exploring why you care, sharing that with your partner, 
or asking why they care and really listening and understanding where they're coming from. And once you two have heard each other and you really get each other's perspective, whether it's cheese or where you want to live or whether to buy a home or rent, you can find compromise, right? But unfortunately, what most couples do is they go straight to try and figure out the compromise or they just try and assert their position and like kind of win, right? Versus if we take a step back and make it our objective to understand the other person and why they have the preferences, values, priorities that they do, then we'll be much better able to find a compromise that honors each of us. Because now I know what's actually going on there for you, right? It's not just you want craft and I want artisanal cheese. It's whatever values are behind why you want to spend less money and have mm-hmm. the less fancy cheese. And then you understand my values. And well, as your partner, I want you to be happy and you want me to be happy. So now how can we find a compromise? We love it. It's much deeper than just artisanal cheese. There's a story <laughs> behind it. And, and it's true. And that's why it's important to try to understand your own personal relationship with money, communicate it with your partner and have more productive conversations. And that is always important and especially now more than ever. So Adam, thank you so much for, for all this great information. And I wanted to, to ask you um, before we say goodbye, definitely where people can find you online. And I know you have a special offer for our listeners. And also if there's anything we kind of skipped over or something we talked about that you want to emphasize uh, before we say goodbye. Well, thank you both of you for having me, Chase and Sarah. It's an honor to be on this podcast. Uh, Grateful to be in touch with your audience. I hope that there was a lot of value here today. Uh, We did a wonderful job, I think, covering all the different topics. And uh, I'll just say that my work is really about... It's really for every couple. And I've had clients who've come to me on the verge of divorce and ended up being best friends. And then I've had clients who've come to me and their relationship is really strong, but money is just one topic where they can't seem to get on the same page or it's really awkward for them or overwhelming. So I have content and support there for all different kinds of couples. Um, And yeah, where people can find me, uh, I actually am making a special page on my website for the listeners from the I Do podcast. So to keep it simple, it's AHK Coaching, which is my business. A is in Ardvark, H is in Hippopotamus, K is in Kangaroo. So ahkcoaching.com slash I do podcast, all lowercase. So ahkcoaching.com slash I do podcast. And I will have there for you everything, all the links to find me, as well as a couple of complimentary special surprises for the listeners, specifically the I do podcast. And there you can find uh, a special quiz I have that is to find out your couple's money type. And based on your answers, you'll get one of four categories. And then you'll have a special tool for where you're at to help you kind of go to the next level. So I'll list that there. But if you want to go and take that quiz right now, you can go to bit period ly. So bit period ly slash love money quiz. And other than that, Again, you'll find everything at ahkcoaching.com slash I do podcast, including about my own podcast about love and money, which is called the Equal Partners Podcast. Wonderful. We'll have the links to your website and your podcast and that quiz on the show notes and on our website. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks again. You were one of our blanking on the word here. 
would help me. Guess? <laughs> yes, favorite <laughs> guest. No, you helped us with our Love Under Quarantine series, which has helped a lot it's of a people pleasure. under this very stressful time. And so we really appreciate you you helping us with that and taking the time to come on the show. It was my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity to help with the Love Under Quarantine. And thank you both for having me. And if you want to go with uh, one of your favorite guest things, Chase, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. We encourage you guys to join the tribe and be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook love tribe fam and you'll find us right there and if you are interested in learning more about our course spark my relationship we hope you guys check it out we have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners so you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week